This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Ben Sondroth, instructor and director of social media for EdTechTeacher.org. We've got the East Initiative update. That's up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. How you doing? I am David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. And welcome to the show. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got a great guest today. Yeah, we got an old pal from FETC 2018 with Ben Songaroth here. He's going to talk about what he's doing and what the company he works with and all the cool stuff that they're doing out there and, and other stuff because he's a really fun guy. Yeah, fun guy. Yep. <laughs> so remember, you can always find us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go out to Google, type in edutechguys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S, and you'll find us. We're out there lurking. That's right. We're on lurking. the interwebs. That's right. And remember, we're the edutech guys because without you... <laughs> It's just Ed Tech. It's just Ed Tech. Without you, it's just a whopper. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Without ketchup, it's just not a burger. It's not just hamburger steak. <laughs> I'm just talking. Hey, it's been a, we've been away. We did a show uh, just a few days ago and dropped it out. Uh, the four questions, the four important questions of summer. Yeah, man. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, you need to because it's it's very life changing. Yep. I've listened to it four or five times, and it's changed my life. I'm just going to say that if you haven't listened to any of our shows lately, you need to fire up ye old uh, podcast player and to listen. Start listening because we and I can only tell you that during the summer it's going to get even better because this summer we're really pushing out some really great stuff. We got a lot of interviews lined up, and we have a lot of topics we're going to cover during the summer. Um, David and I are uh, trying to get to ISTE right now. We're about eighty five percent sure we'll be there um we're gonna go in early for the bad summit yeah yeah we're gonna do some volunteer work and uh this year you know normally when we go to a conference we're you know 
behind a table uh, talking with participants and, 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 and attendees and the presenters. And uh, when we are going to uh, ISTE, though, we're going to be the ones chasing you down the hall, <laughs> screaming, talk to us, please, <laughs> right. please talk to us. That's right. We're going to have, no. we're going to have the portable <laughs> microphone in our hand and we're just going to walk and up and a lasso go, hey. and a <laughs> yes. stun gun. That's right. But uh, no, we're going to be wearing our, our colorful EduTech guys t-shirts and uh, doing some volunteer work and, and attending <laughs> different sessions and it's sitting around the bloggers area with all the other bloggers going, Hey, Want to talk about some med tech? <laughs> hey, psst, psst, yo, you, you want to you talk ed tech over here? Want to look at my Chromebook? Psst, come over here. I, I got a Chromebook right <laughs> over here. <laughs> so seriously, it's going to be a good time this summer. Hope you're, hope you're catching a great conference out there. Uh, if you run into us, we will make it worth your while because we always like to laugh and giggle and get in trouble. If I don't get tackled at the uh, TSA check in an airport, then it hadn't been a summer. That, that is... True, really. The last couple, actually. <laughs> I really hadn't thought of that till you brought that up, but really, that's that's kind of your MO here lately. Is it? It is. I'm trying to get in trouble. So, no, really, uh, catch us on the web, listen to our show, get ready for the summer conferences, and if you could, go to the website, drop down to the bottom of the page, and let us know what you're doing for the summer, or just catch us on Twitter. That's a great place to find us. We're always on there. DM us, follow us, tweet directly at us. Drive by our house and throw an empty milk jar through it. Put it a window that you know, let us know with a note stashed in it. Tell us what you're doing during the summer. We'd like to find out. A milk jar with a That's note in it. old school right there. Jiminy Cricket, dude. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm taking it back. <laughs> back in my day, the milk jar was on the front porch. <laughs> kids, old kids in the yard. <laughs> this one has just gone off the chain. but it's, oh. This is why you want to listen to us. Anyway, hey, we're going to take a quick moment here listen to a commercial about bringing us to your school or seeing us live and we come back we're going to talk with ben sonkroth we'll be right back after this thanks for listening to edutech guys reach out to us on twitter at edutech guys head over to facebook facebook.com slash edutech guys or cruise on over to the website www.edutechguys.com Hey, our next guest on the show, we're glad to have him, and we're really excited he's here. Yeah. Uh, we met him, uh, we, we had a good talk with him at, at FETC 2018 this yeah. last year, yeah. but we're going to let him introduce himself and tell us who he is and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Hi, everyone. So my name is Ben Sangroth, and I am an instructor uh, slash director of social media for EdTech Teacher, um, and uh, I've been with EdTech Teacher now for... Uh, two years, actually, uh, as we're recording this close to June 1st uh, of this of 2018. And so, yeah, so I've been with that tech teacher for two years and happy to be talking to you guys. I uh, really enjoyed our conversation out at FETC and yeah. had a blast in our little 15 minute, you know, talk we got to have. So I was like, man, I got to talk to these guys again. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we definitely enjoy talking to you. And it's so glad that we're so glad to uh, get reconnected again, uh, especially as you're starting to ramp up getting into, you know, what's going to be happening you know, this summer. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So uh, so a little bit of background on on EdTech Teacher. Um, so the organization that I work for, EdTech Teacher, we are a professional development provider. Um, we're actually are one of I think fourteen or fifteen certified Google professional development providers uh, in the entire world. So it's a pretty cool uh, distinguished distinguished. Uh, it's a pretty good thing that we have going for us. Nice label, um, you know, it gives us a chance to work with some of the folks over at Google, kind of hand in hand, and, and get some get some insight uh, to that. Um, it's a we're a small company with a big presence. Um, we only have, I would say, you know, right around uh, four full time uh, instructor employees, and then uh, two, three, four sometimes uh, part time instructors that do work for us. 
Um, but we impact and we're in over probably 150 to 200, maybe 250 schools every year as yeah. a company, uh, getting to work with educators and uh, with teachers and also school leadership uh, on bringing technology in the service of learning uh, effectively into the classroom. So it's not so much that we, you know, uh, just come in and do like an app demo and that's it. We really want to focus on the pedagogy behind the tool and that we're not just shining a fancy flashy object at the teachers and then moving on. Um, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's who we are. Um, it's a, it's a fun organization to work with. Like I said, been there for two years and just really, really enjoy the fact that I get to go in and teach teachers now, uh, instead of students, which is what I was doing uh, before I joined that tech teacher. So, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about, uh, about where, where we're coming from and what my kind of background into this ed tech world, uh, is right now at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I was just going to say, so, so talk a little bit about that, about the, the transition, you know, since you've been there, you know, just two years, um, and, and I hope it still feels like just two years and not, oh my gosh, I've been here for two freaking years, you know, but, but uh, yeah. no, um, but uh, talk about that transition moving from someone who was in the classroom teaching students moving over to, you know, like you said, now you're teaching teachers to teach their students. Yeah. So it's, uh, so I started, um, teaching in 2010. I was, uh, I graduated high, or graduated college in 2009, a substitute taught for a year and then started teaching full time in 2010. Uh, actually, so I'm from Illinois. I'm from a small town in Illinois. I live in Dixon, Illinois. Uh, I was teaching in Morrison, Illinois, which is uh, a real small town. We've only got about 4,000 people in the entire town, 340 kids in the high school, but we did big things with technology. And so, um, I was one of the first teachers in the area to get iPads back in 2011. iPad 2s just came out. Um, I, you know, got uh, got the real privilege of getting them from a cart of them in my classroom from my superintendent. And that's where my passion for EdTech kind of started and seeing what kids could do in the classroom when given a, a tool like an iPad to really just transform learning. Um, from there, like transitioning out of teaching kids and teaching teachers, I actually became the director of technology for the school district, uh, mm -hmm. same school district I was teaching at. And with that, my focus was to teach teachers. And that's where this kind of new passion that I have sure. with, with teaching teachers came from and started. Um, you know, transitioning, as you said, out into that teaching teachers world that I've now been doing full time because tech directors don't full-time hmm. teach teachers. Like that's one of the reasons why I'm not a tech director anymore is because <laughs> <Right>. I really <laughs> want to uh, unplugging and plugging in things because that was yes. about the extent of my expertise as a tech director was it's broken let me just restart it because that's all i know how to do um <laughs> but uh so now with ed tech teacher like that transition of teaching teachers is it's really not all that unsimilar from teaching students you know i'm just doing it in a different way uh you know when i was teaching i really prided myself on challenging my students to not just having them answer questions at the end of the book mm -hmm. um, or at the end of the section and i'm doing that now when i try to have teachers just be challenged in a workshop so we're not just coming in like i said before and kind of just like flashing something in front of them like we actually want the teachers to be hands-on developing building creating it in the same way i wanted my kids to come out with a product they were proud of i want my teachers to come out of a workshop with something that they're proud of and something they can use in their classroom right then and there and that's kind of where i get my gratification you know when i was teaching my gratification was watching a kid put an iMovie up that he spent hours making and be really proud of that. And I was proud of that. Um, now I like getting those follow-up emails saying, Hey, I did this with my students. Check this out. Look how cool this was. Yeah. They had a great time. They really learned a lot. Then now that's so, you know, the, 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 it's inherently different, but a lot of it is the same, you know, and, sure. um, you know, it's so it's, it's fun. So I'm not like people are like, well, do you miss teaching? So well, I'm still teaching, you know, it's just a little bit different. So yeah. the, the clientele is a little different. 
So yeah, exactly. So let me ask this question. So uh, since we've talked to you um, at Fetzy, FETC, yep. um, tell, give us kind of what's the big, the cool thing that's happening. I mean, what, what when you get when they call you in because they're going to call you in and say, "Hey Ben, we want this," and then you're yep. going to go, "Yeah, I can develop that," and I'll come in and teach your folks this. What's been the what's been the trend right now leading into yeah? The so so kind of some of the trends that we're seeing is. Uh, is really centered around, you know, the, I think the biggest one is, has been the release of Adobe spark tools for all age levels. Mm -hmm. Like now, since they got rid of the 13 and over and they became compliant um, with all grade levels, I've seen a ton of schools just say, yes, we want to learn how to do that. We want to learn how to let our kids create images and graphics in with Adobe spark posts. We want to show how they can tell a digital story with Adobe spark video. And the fact that everything just kind of correlates back. And it's, you know, one of the things we talked about at FETC was kind of this transition away from like device specific tools where like you do something on an iPad, you can only do it on an iPad. And that's one of the beautiful things that a lot of schools that have many different devices in their environment like about the Adobe spark tools is that they can start it on a Chromebook and finish it on an iPad, or they can start it on a PC and finish it on a Mac, even as long as they got the login. So that's one of the real kind of big, honestly, like the big push. And it's not so much that again, we, we don't want to stress the tool, but like we look at this and when I bring this in and present it to teachers, I actually show them with like Adobe spark post, which on the surface, you know, teachers are like, Oh, we can make memes with this. I'm like, yeah, that's really fun. Sure. You can make memes with this. But there's so many different intricacies that you can show your kids, like teach the high school kids the different aspect ratios of the images mm -hmm. and that, hey, this is what a, a proper Instagram size photo is. And this is what a proper Facebook size photo is. And then when they build that, they're bringing a marketable skill to a potential employer because they can say, hey, I know how to make your graphics look better. Like, look at this Adobe Spark post. Like, this is how it's supposed to look on Instagram. Right. So, you know, like kind of focusing it, you know, a, a really neat thing, a really cool tool, but giving them a way to connect with their kids and show them that, um, you know, that's that's a marketable skill for, for the future. So, yeah, so that's kind of one of the big highlights that I would uh, I would say we've really been like having just tremendous like buy in with teachers here in the last couple of months. So, yeah. Do you find teachers are finding it easier to understand that that the platforms are the same? You know, that it's easier for them yeah. to jump between an iPad to a Chromebook to a MacBook to a Windows machine. Are they getting is they that are. getting easier for them? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And especially as uh, Chrome continues to develop and evolve and not be so isolated, um, you know, when we're going to see coming up, you know, more releasing of Android apps on the Chromebooks and we get more teachers that have uh, touchscreen Chromebooks that can potentially run the Android apps. And, you know, you're kind of having that that intermingle between all the world and all the devices. You know, it started with a lot of a lot of kids wanting to maybe use their iPhones to record video. And so now they're figuring out, but I think the, all that comes back to just like cloud storage mm -hmm. and having the ability for kids to just save projects up to Google drive or, you know, OneDrive and just pull it down in another device. And, um, you know, it's a credit to the developers that they're continuing to push these, these, uh, these apps and, and interfaces in a way that makes sense for everybody. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on, uh, you, you know, when you touched on, um, the fact uh, that we have cloud storage, you know, Granted, you know, essentially since the internet was a thing, you know, since it first began, yeah, we've sort of had storage out, you know, on the internet per se. Mm -hmm. But to see that really being um, transformed into the, I mean, really, that is that is the modus operandi for mm -hmm. just taking files with you by not taking them with you. I mean, you right. know, you know, Absolutely. you know, you you have. Uh, 
iCloud and, and Google Drive and OneDrive and all these different things where I can throw a file up there or a project up there and I have access to it anywhere, anytime, whatever I'm doing. And I don't have to worry about, you know, did it get thrown in the washer? Did I right. walk through the airport security <laughs> with it? You know, I don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about any of that did, stuff. Lost many USB drives. Yeah. 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 So do you think the kids, yeah. do you think the kids, so the teachers you're seeing, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is trying to make sure that they understand the tangible aspect of the net, of technology. Because, right. you know, Everything gets a bad rap, Facebook and chat, Snapchat and all that kind of snap, Snapchat and all that <laughs> kind of good stuff. But, you know, um, that's, that's a big deal is making it tangible. And I think what you're doing and what we're seeing the, the current trend is it's showing the tangible side of even social media of that. This right. is this is the tangible side of it. Absolutely. You want to show them that it's, it's a positive place to, that kids are going to go. They're going to be drawn to it. We're all drawn to it. I'm drawn to my little notification bubble popping up on my phone on any sort of thing. You know, I, I look at Instagram way too much, um, but it's just because I, I, I think Instagram makes me happy and Facebook tends to make me sad. But, um, you know, <laughs> people post happy things on Instagram and not rants on like they do on Facebook. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's, you know, like, so like, but yeah, teaching them those, those th- ways that, you can kind of bring that environment in and leverage it with your students because it's in an atmosphere that they're already used to. Um, actually, I've been doing some work here uh, in prep for next year. We're going to be launching uh, some new modules uh, for as part of EdTech Teachers Online uh, T20 or Blended Learning T21 courses. And one of the modules that I actually just got done writing was um, like communicating effectively in the digital world. Mm. And so it's it's our goal with that module was to help teachers figure out ways that they can teach their kids to be responsible communicators in a digital world, kind of going back exactly to your point. So like we're starting the module, like I wrote a piece of it on teaching kids email etiquette, you know, like don't, cause I, that was one thing that I know I had to like talk to a lot of kids about when they got their Chromebooks for the mm-hmm. first time back in my school was they'd send me these emails. I'd be like, I just look at them and say, no, like you can't write, like that comes across as so bad. Like you have right. to write it like a normal, like a, like you would write a normal letter. And so like teaching kids email etiquette, but then also the next part of that module that I wrote was like leveraging that social media environment in a controlled walled space in your classroom, but teaching kids how to like modeling good communication through those walled environments. So something like uh, one of the, the ideas was to create, use a Padlet wall, create a stream in Padlet and then the stream looks remarkably similar to a Instagram feed or a Twitter feed or Mm -hmm. Facebook feed. And you can open it up to commenting and likes and things like that. So, Hey, open up this class Instagram feed, teach kids how to comment responsibly on different kids pictures. And now you're like creating this, this, this really low stakes environment, but you're teaching them an important skill of communicating correctly online, you know, or appropriately online. So they're not becoming, you know, so that's, you know, that's one of the things that we're trying to bring in a Flipgrid's a great example of that too, where like, Hey, you can publish Mm -hmm. your voice and your video out to the grid. You know, how are you going to do that in a way that makes you look like, you know, what you're talking about, you know, like, cause there's, it's happening all the time. You can just pick your phone up and record an Instagram story and post it. But if you're not doing it effectively, then, you know, what, you know, you're not communicating your ideas effectively. One of the other things I like to say is that our kids all want to become Insta famous, right? Sure. They want to have a million Instagram followers. Right. They want to be an influencer. They want to post these things. 
So I go back and like, why not leverage that skill? Like that's a create, they're creating content. Like that's really good. We want to keep them creating content, whether it's an Instagram or whatever, like people are making a ton of money posting stuff on Instagram. Right. So, so help them, teach them how to make the right size aspect ratio, teach them how to be smart about what they post and how to get a great camera angle. Like that's in the, this world in 2018 that we're living in, that's a legitimately a way that they can make money. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it is. So yeah, so that's some of the stuff that we're kind of like bringing into, you know, I'm bringing into my workshops is kind of trying to take that kind of evil social media feel, challenge it, leverage it, and then put it into a way that we're actually teaching our kids how to be responsible online, but then also using school content. And, right. Uh, and well, and, and that goes right along lines. One, one of the things that we talk about um, when we're teaching teachers and, and working with students similar to what you guys do is the 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 concept of value you know you, you want to be insta famous and you want to put all this content out there but if you look at the folks and, and to me this is like when you you know when you're talking to the students directly or in this case you're teaching teachers you know a lot of the teachers uh, uh, Let's be honest. A lot of us are not above wanting to be insta famous, at least for right. the for the fifteen minutes. You know, Absolutely. hey, who I'm getting mine? You know, viral. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, you know, there it is. Boom. <laughs> um, you know, hide your wives, hide your kids. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so along those same lines, though, you know, and and you talk to the students about and 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 the teachers and saying, you know, you're looking at the value that you are providing out there for the folks that are consuming your content. So mm -hmm. when you stop and think about what are the things that you consume, why do you consume them? What what value are you getting out of it? And you start to get people to think along those lines, and, and hopefully anyway, they start to open up and realize, oh, I, I can't just put, I mean, I can just take pictures of my food and put it out there, but why? What What's right. so appealing about that? How, and, and not just that, but what's my personal spin on it so that it's not just a picture of pie, it is right. whatever my value is adding to that picture of pie, and all of a sudden then, who knows, maybe they become Insta-famous or at Absolutely. least use it for the better good. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about the social media that I push with a lot of kids now is that you don't have to have a degree from college to be a social media expert. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, right. what we're talking about branding ourselves and branding students, you know, brand yourself, brand yourself. Gary yep. V started that, you know, way back in 2009 with Crush right. It. And that's where it got popular. But the funny thing about all that is, is that David's right. We got to teach our students to be original and we have to teach yes. them that you're using Instagram and everything is like a commercial, but then right. you still have to produce behind that. So yep. that brings us back to being a good writer, learning your, mm -hmm. <laughs> understanding mathematics, understanding the business world. Yeah. But, you know, to me, that also puts them in a wonderful position where they can go out and help all these businesses that exist. A plumber can use an Instagram account. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so you could actually make a wonderful living if you could get 10 customers to give you 50 bucks a week to run their right. social media. I mean... That's not a not a bad little bit of money for somebody that's just starting out at oh, all. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. and and and, yeah. and get your name. And there's the other thing: branding someone else also helps brand you. And yep, yeah. I I love the idea that entrepreneurism is is so fully taken in grips with all of our education at this point. I just so I know that that's a lot of the stuff that you do. You're out there trying to make them yeah. understand the alternate ways that they can make this happen for the kids. Yeah, exactly. And giving kids like, I mean, that's kind of the world we're going into where it's fun for me to see kind of this change from when I was in high school, you know, oh my, 
two, I guess longer than I thought now, almost 15 years ago when I graduated, <laughs> like, but like, you know, it's a, it's an interesting shift that we're having in the conversation with, with like our young people and especially out here where I live, cause I live in the rural area. And when, when I was in high school, it was college, 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 go to college, go to college, go to college. And now we've seen this shift where we're like, well, maybe not like people are realizing that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that the trades are a welcome place, but then there's also people that can go out and they can develop these, these web skills and these social media skills. And this, you know, like you can go out and learn how to build a website. You don't have to go yeah. to school for four years. You can go to a two year tech school and get the skills needed for that type of a, of a, of a job. So, so like teaching them those things when they're in high school and junior high, and even at the lower levels of those critical thinking skills to problem solve and figure these out and communicate mm-hmm. issues you know, is, is just only helping them when they get out into this real world, you know, and, and, uh, and it doesn't mean that they have to go to a four-year school if, they, if that's not their thing. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a buddy who's a union carpenter that, um, you know, makes six figures every year and mm-hmm. he never went to college, but he's going to retire at 53 and he's making six figures ever since he was 27 yeah. years old. Yeah. You Think know, of plumbers that are doing that too. Off. Yeah. Plumbers yeah. and electricians yeah. and those guys. Yeah, exactly. Like My dad owns a body position. shop. So, you know, he, he he's, oh, perfect. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and yeah. he's, he's 65 and still, you know, employs a lot of employees and you know, that's what he does. And that's, yeah. you know, what's interesting yeah. about what we're talking about is that don't you see the teachers that when they get into this and they really embrace the communication aspect of it and the openness of it, it changes their whole teaching aspect. Are you seeing that too? It Do does. You, Absolutely. Make- yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, I tell teachers that the one thing that like when they're nervous about instituting some of these like bigger projects or this technology skills, you know, cause it's different. They're used to just collecting all the tests and then sitting at their desk for hours and grading them as opposed to like doing this. I tell them it's more fun. You know, like it's okay. more fun for you to sit. Like I love sitting and watching 10 different videos mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting down and grading 30 essays. Yes. Like, like it's more fun. It brings a spice into the teaching, you know, and once they get that little taste of it, then yeah, they run, they seem to run with it a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's really cool to see those products and, and what your kids can do. And, and I know like for me personally, like remembering back to when my <clears> kids were doing this, like the rewarding thing was when it came from the kids I didn't expect, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it comes from the kid that, it really is not a good writer. C student, D student tries sometimes hard, sometimes not. But then all of a sudden you gave him a device and a camera and he went out and he recorded and he edited this thing on iMovie and he turns it in. You're like, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, and he nails the content. You know, obviously it's always going back to the content. Like, it's like, wow. You know, I had a, I had a friend who I, who really should keep me on retainer. He Google chats me all the time and he asked me for new tech ideas and he never pays for it. But, uh, <laughs> that's what but friends he, are for, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. I feel taken advantage of sometimes with him, but, uh, and he did attend some of my workshops. So I can't, I can't, he did, he did attend some workshops, but, uh, so he, he like sends me this message. He's like, Hey, what, what can I do with my kids? This was a couple, this was about a month ago now. And he's like, I'm looking for something new. Got to change it up. I said, Hey, or PC school. I said, Hey, check out book creator, like mm-hmm. check out book creator on Chrome, check it out to see what you can do with it. You know, like we actually went over it in the workshop, like the next week after he we talked about it, he brought it back to his kids and he, it was really cool. Cause he started sending me some of their books that they had yeah. done. He goes, check this one out. This kid's got a D in my class and he opened it up and this book was like just really well written. It had images and it had he put like the comic book layers in it and like you got done. It was like a seven page book on medieval Japanese history. And he's like, no idea where it came from. Right. He's like, this is amazing. You know, right. and yeah. he's like, and yeah. I double triple checked it. He didn't copy and paste it into anything. He did it all. It's like, well, that's what happens when you give those kids a, an outlet that 
that they enjoy, you yeah. know, and then that becomes enjoying for him. Like his level of happiness as a teacher was greater because he didn't have to grade this kid's paper. That's a frustrating paper to grade because it's a D or an F or a C because you know, he's got more. He gets this really awesome book. Like that's re, you know, that's re-energizing for, for teachers, I think too. So, so yeah, that's, that's the type of fun stuff that we try to like show the teachers to get them kind of that extra kick and gusto and hopefully get them over the kind of, trepidation that they might have with instituting something new in the tech world for sure. Well, and that's one of the things that I like that you touched on at the very beginning of this conversation in the manner in which that you lead your workshops or, 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 or facilitate your workshops is that right. you have the teachers creating product as part of the workshop. Yeah. It's, it's like the modern day version of make and take, mm -hmm. right? You know, instead of having this big book that we made, now it's the book that's electronic, but it's the teacher who ultimately walks away with saying, hey, I made that. Oh, wait, and I can get my students to make their projects too. It, it just, it yep. opens up that whole avenue. Yeah, you it know, does. I think that's what's interesting about what you're talking about. When students, those D, those C, D, and F students, when they find that thing that doesn't have limitations, those are, that's usually what makes them C, D, and F students. Absolutely. They, the, the limitations immediately shut them down. Well, I can yeah. only, you know, this is the blah. But see, everything we're talking about now doesn't really have limitations. It's right. like whatever you put into it, that's what you're going to get right back out of mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. And it's an instantaneous. Yeah. It's not yeah. like yeah. I've got to wait for the teacher to grade this. And the only person that's going to give me feedback on this is that teacher. Now, no, the sky's the limit. And mm -hmm. I think yeah. that makes a huge, huge deal. Yeah, it does. It makes a big difference because we want the kids to have that level of ownership with the content. You know, like yeah. I always I start out anytime I'm talking like, a, you know, media creation, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a, a, a video, whether it be a, an image that they're going to post somewhere. It's like the sense of ownership that those kids can get from that breaks the cycle of student writes paper. Paper gets handed to teacher. Teacher reads paper. Teacher hands paper back to student. Student looks at it. Eh, grade it. OK, throws it in a recycle bin never to be seen again. You know, like that, that cycle, that breaking that cycle and creating that level of ownership uh, is, is really, really powerful, I think, for helping kids take on their learning in a new way, you know, and, mm -hmm. and making them want to. I always say like, teachers are like, well, how do, uh, how do you motivate kids to like turn in a better, you know, project than they did before, a better movie? I said, make them watch everybody else's because as soon as they see Joey, Susie, and Brittany turned in an awesome one, and theirs was kind of like, just like, man, it was fine. It worked. It got the job done. They're going to ask Joey, Susie, and Brittany how they made that transition or how they spliced <laughs> that together or how they put that background music in because they want theirs to be like theirs. So, you know, it's, it's fun to, to create that sense of environment. And if we do that with the teachers in the workshop and get them comfortable with it, then, you know, when they're in there with me, then hopefully that kind of trickles down to the kids. You yeah. know, like I always tell them, like how people ask a lot, like, how did you, how, like, how did you get so good with technology? You know? And I say, I'd use it all the time right. for everything. It's personal life. It's professional life. Like mm -hmm. I don't just shut it down after I get done with my computer for the day. Like I am using Google sheets to organize parties for my family. You know, like, right. like we're using right. Google sheets all the time where I taught my wife. Now my wife is like, she was helping plan a bachelorette party the other day. And she's like, Hey, I made a Google sheet. Can you go in and put that formula in? And like, adds all the numbers up because I organized it and I shared it with all the girls. So we know who's bringing what for food. And I'm like, 
I won. I, I got my wife. To, <laughs> yeah, she's doing something you, I taught her. Like that. You keep thinking you happen. won. That's cute. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, I Google. All right. <laughs> but There's yeah, a no. lot of other stuff I don't win at. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. Trust me. Victory. I'm yeah, just gonna that. say that's right. Take, take your one. Take your one. Always man. I got ahead. my one. Always and just say yes. Hold on to that for yes, a long ma'am. time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So and yes, I will put that function in to add up all the. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I'm getting right to that. So before we run out of time here talk to us about the verizon innovative schools grant yeah so that's like the most awesome thing that ed tech teacher is doing right now is okay. being a part of the verizon innovative learning schools um you know so vills the vills program is is fantastic um we get a chance to partner with digital promise who is partnering with verizon to to run the grant um what that is is that gives schools inside of the grant um one to junior highs middle schools um one-to-one ipads um, every student, every teacher gets a one to one, gets an iPad. Um, every iPad gets five gigabytes of data mm. that they can either the students and the teachers can use. Um, so they get the cell phone plan with it, which is amazing. Uh, their goal is like learning anytime, anywhere. Sure. They want to stop the gap from the, you know, kids that have Wi-Fi at school, but may not have internet access at home. So they get that five gigabits of data. Um, so that's, it's a really cool program. So our role as ed tech teachers is to, to partner with digital promise and provide the professional development for the teachers as part of the Vils program. So we're in and out of these Vils schools three, four times in a year, um, working with teachers hands-on and, and anywhere from, from three hour to six hour sessions. Um, and then providing support online, um, through our T21 program for them, uh, to get better with the devices and to, and to, and to move their, their learning forward. So it's really cool. Uh, this last year we were in, uh, 65 Ville schools. Uh, next year, we're going to be in 40, 49 or 50. The following year, Verizon has announced they're going to add 50 more schools. Wow. Uh, and then the following year after that, uh, 100 schools and another 100 schools the year after that. So they're really, Verizon's really doing great work, um, you know, in, in giving these schools and these middle schools an opportunity to have devices that they maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's sure. really cool to be part of it because the schools that we're going into are often underserved mm -hmm. they're inner city schools high high poverty schools um so it's rewarding when we go into a, a lot of these schools and the teachers are just so excited because they maybe haven't had some of these opportunities before for professional development for the ipads for the support that digital promise gives them throughout the course of the year because um, they provide more support even than we do um you know with, with constant sure. constant uh, stuff so it's a really cool program to be a part of um and to see all the stuff. And if you're, you know, you're looking for some information to follow along, the hashtag is DP Vils on Twitter. And they're, they're always posting, um, you know, hashtags, the schools are posting stuff to, to, to Twitter, uh, with the DP Vils logo and the kids are, are really doing cool things. There's been a big push with STEM, um, as a part of this, as a part of this, uh, initiative. And so kids are building, you know, they're, they're running robotics. They're, they're doing makerspace stuff. They're, they're really doing some really cool stuff. And then, the digital storytelling that's coming out of it is fantastic. You know, you're getting a lot of teachers doing a really a lot of cool things. So, um, yeah, really proud to be. We're EdTech teachers, really proud to be a part of the of this Vils initiative. And um, you know, for your listeners, keep keep in mind. So they they close so right now. We're on C5. Uh, C5 starts this next year. Um, C6 schools. Uh, the application was open. It's now closed. But the that C7, you know, where they're doing, you know. 100 more schools or mm -hmm. 75 more schools will probably open up 
in May or, or April or March of next year. So like, just keep it on your calendar. This year, Verizon actually tweeted out just, hey, tweet the name of the school in your area. And then we'll start to consider them. Like that's, I emailed a lot of teachers. I was like, or principals, I was like, hey, you should really look into this. Literally, all you have to do is reply to the tweet. Yeah, <laughs> like it yes. could not be. A, there's a lot more paperwork <laughs> after that, but it couldn't be any easier. Like, right. reply to the tweet, and yeah. you can start to be considered. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a cool program that uh, that's really really fun. So cool. That's awesome. Well, Ben, I, we hate to cut you off, but we like to keep the show you know nice. Yeah, tight. absolutely. And man, it's been a blast. We got to get you back on the show again. And, and I'm happy to come anytime. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what are you doing this summer? Are you going to ISTE? So I'll be at ISTE. Yep. I'll okay, be at ISTE cool. Monday and Tuesday. Uh, okay. be at ISTE Monday, Tuesday. Uh, be in Boston at our EdTech Teacher uh, Summer Institute. Uh, okay. Thursday, Friday, doing a design thinking workshop with Greg Krulwick out there. Um, Going to be working with some other schools, uh, some local schools actually in the Chicagoland area for mm-hmm. a three-day workshop in uh, Lyle, Illinois, and a two-day workshop in St. Ignatius, uh, right downtown Chicago. So um, yeah, real busy. Going to be doing a lot of content building this summer too. Um, you know, hopefully producing a lot of videos. That's kind of one of my goals this summer is to really crank out my YouTube channel a little bit more than it already is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so good stuff. Yeah, we'll be at ISTE though. So if our listeners want to look at a, maybe a partnership with uh, EdTech Teacher, can they get in touch with you? What's the best way to do yeah, that? Yeah, get in touch with me. Yeah, um, email me, ben at edtechteacher.org. Um, I was never more excited to get a new email account than I was when I got this job. It used to be ben.songroth at morrisonschools.org, which was just stupid. Um, now it's just <laughs> ben at edtechteacher. .org. Or you can follow me on Twitter or you know, DM me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Mr. Underscore Sondgroff. Um, follow me on the YouTube, my YouTube, or you can follow me on Instagram. Instagram, you're going to see stuff like me golfing and everything. But I do post some <laughs> educational stuff every that's once cool. in a while. That's cool. That's cool, man. Golfing's that's educational. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Golfing and outdoors. That's what you're going to get. But, hey, uh, well, and a bunch of pictures of my little boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And we've really been really awesome to have you on here. Yeah, happy to be here. Hopefully I get to do it again. Hey, I want to thank Ben Sondergreth for coming on the show. We always like talking with Ben. It's really interesting. Our, our conversations sometimes go a little longer than the conversation that you actually hear. <laughs> we really like talking to Ben. So now let's take a listen to the East Initiative update right here on EduTech, guys. We'll be right back after this update. Hello, everyone. I'm Doug Uswell with East. Welcome to the East Update. East was excited to partner with the Smithsonian Institute's Museum on Main Street program. When the Smithsonian received funding for the stories, five East programs were selected to receive the funds. The S grant helps to build collaboration between East programs and their local museums to tell the story of how business and industry have shaped their community. East at Buffalo Island partnered with the Buffalo Island Museum in Monette, Arkansas. Hi, I'm Chris from Buffalo Island Central High School. Our Smithsonian project partnered with the Buffalo Island Museum to tell the story of how our area transformed from swampland to farmland. The problem that this project solved is that many young people didn't really know anything about our local history. We used place-based stories to create an interactive S-free story map that includes historical photos, narrative text, and videos of our Buffalo Island residents sharing their stories. I'm Erica, and the other problem we set out to solve was to transform our local museum to make it more engaging for younger visitors. We used the HP Reveal app to connect videos of community members explaining a variety of farm tools to make museum artifacts come to life with stories that pop up on phones or tablets. The Smithsonian grant allowed the museum to purchase iPads to use with this new exhibit. 
The school and the museum received $1,000 to support this project. As part of this pilot program, the Smithsonian developed online training and it will be available for all East students next year. If you're interested in knowing more about East, from information on student projects to the professional development services we offer to educators of all kinds, please visit www.eastinitiative.org or just search for East Initiative on social media. If you're interested in finding out how to get an East classroom for your school, please contact eastinfo at eaststaff.org. Special thanks to East at Buffalo Island at Central High School. The student-created music you've been listening to is called Night's Duet with the Tides. Again, I'm Doug Usewell, and that's the East Update. Hey, it's been a great show this week. It has been, man. We certainly want to thank uh, Ben Sondergroth for uh, joining us today, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Yep, thank East Initiative for giving us an update of what's going on with them, and a lot of changes happening for them, a lot of cool stuff going down with them. Um, So, yeah, great show. Um, Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all. all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.